Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply this is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and Forged Irish Stout. Delighted today to be joined with Paul Smith. We're here in Liverpool. Natasha Jonas takes on Michaela Meyer. Your man's on the undercard. Um, looking forward to, to Saturday night? I am, yeah. It's it's, it's a good little um, start. I, I manage young Steve Clark and Stephen Clark. He's a ABA champion, middleweight, 75 key, four times. He's going to be com- campaigning at a middleweight, trained by my brother Stephen Smith. There's Stephen's everywhere. Um, and he's looking good. He's a big, big ticket seller. He's, he's took a thousand tickets for this and he's, he's done the majority of them. He's probably going to do them all. He's going to be a big following, following all around the country, all around the world. Fingers crossed if, if we get to where we, we, we hope we'll get to. Um, and the kid's a better fresh air. He's a nice kid. He, he does everything asked of him. He's, he's been performing well in the gym, fit as anything. And um, good family behind him. And good, good, good to be involved. And, I think it's my brother Stephen's first fight on, on the top in the, in, the, in the corner on Saturday as well, so I'm, I'm excited for him as well. And I, I was just chatting to Liam now, and I, I was saying to him, you know, Liverpool produces so much talent throughout the years. Um, you know, yourself, you know, your whole family, all your brothers, you know, I could say, you know, Nick Ball, um, Darren Till, all these guys. What do you think it is about the city that, that is such, makes it such a great fighting city? I think you just said it yourself, it, it, it is just a fighting city. Um, you mentioned me brother Liam, Liam said something once. We remember it was um, Tommy Coyle and Luke Campbell fighting in Hull for the first, first ever British champion from Hull. We've got four narrows and it's not like bragging about us but if you're in the gym surrounded by good fighters then you're going to be a good fighter if you've got top fighters in the gym then that's the level you need to get to so us as a city as I say no one else in the country is doing what us four will do with regards to British titles or brothers winning world titles etc all four of us fighting for world titles but because it's Liverpool it's sort of not really looked at as a massive achievement whereas if we were maybe from London if we were maybe from other other parts of the country where there's not, not London but 
but if you're from other parts of the country where there wasn't much boxing maybe then maybe it'd be spoken about more or if we were American as such it mightn't be as spoken about as much as if you were Spanish or if you were, it's because it's like it's not really something new as an achievement if you know what I mean because that's the standard you, you, if you want to be a boxer you've got to at least get to that level you know if you win a British title then, then that's a good level to get to but there's fighters I'm seeing out there who are saying they had like great careers or successful careers but they never won a British title and for me I don't see it that way you know it doesn't matter sort of what else you do in there but the minimum standard you should be set for yourself and that's what kids in the, in, in, in this city are probably growing up thinking you know, I've, got to, I've got to get a British title because all the good fighters before us have won the British titles right back from the likes of Andy Ologan right through to the newest latest kids in, in, in this city who've done really well the likes of your values and everyone else knows you, know, you all win the British title it's, it's a very good achievement if you can get the world title brilliant exceptional but it's um, yeah it's something that's maybe not spoken about as much but it's a good fighting city and when you start boxing in this city you look at all the fighters like Tashin that come through now there's your standards that's what you have to try and reach so if you, if you keep working hard you'll get there but we are a fighting city and boxing is big in, in Liverpool but boxing and football do you ever do you ever have time to sort of look back and, and look back at what you know yourself and your brothers have, have done for the city as you were saying there you know the people looking up to you carving that legacy you know it's not just yourself it's Liam it's Stephen and Callum as well do you ever sort of have look back uh, appreciate obviously Liam and Callum's careers are still going on now but looking back and appreciating uh, we, we've done great things for this city um, not really and it's a strange one boxing and I'm managing kids now sometimes and advise them on things like that but the minute you start believing your own hype or your own bullshit so to speak you get knocked out or you'll get you'll get beaten you'll fall on your ass you've got to always look forward not back since I've retired I've had a little look back I've had a little think about what we did and sort of not rested on my laurels as such but that's what happens when you when you fight you can't rest on your laurels but when you retire you can't have a look back and it is with a bit of fondness now you know what I mean I, I can look back now and think I, I did okay and the lads have done okay and, and it's been hard and it's a long hard road and I'd do it all again in a heartbeat if you give me a second chance to do it but it goes so quick so I've got to advise these kids now to enjoy it while it's happening make the most of it don't dwell on the bad too much don't get too carried away with the good too much and then when you retire you can have a look back but with us I think once the four of us are done and we're never going to fight again I think then we'll have a, a good look back we've had, a, um, we've had a, a film crew a documentary team following us now for the last 14 months or so and it's going to be there for another probably 8 to 10 months and then there'll be a documentary out in, in, in the future on it um, that might give us a chance to look back into it more because we've got to go through all the old catalogue of fights and the old archives and that so we'll have to sit down and be forced in a way to, to go through it all and that might that might help us enjoy it a bit more but it's um it's one of them sports boxing you can't really you can't really look back at your wins and and, and think how good you was at the start while you're still fighting especially because you get flattened and too many kids nowadays are believing their own hype before they actually do it and that, that's that's a big a big learning thing for you not to do a big lesson not to take you know don't don't, don't sort of look back until you're definitely definitely done absolutely well I suppose we'll, we'll touch on and we'll reflect on your brother's performance Callum Smith against Arthur Baturbio, um last week in Quebec um, you've had a couple of days now to sort of sit on it sleep on it how do you reflect on, on you know, last Saturday night just the same thing as, as what I did while I was watching it, you know, he's strong as anything, um, good fighter, 
someone someone I respected a lot that I got over there and I know I just can't see past all the say typical tests you know that for me that's that's not good that there's no place for that in boxing and he can he can say he's clean all he wants only he'll know but there's no atypical test being flying up in other places you know what I mean at the end of the day it is what it is it's not a positive test it's not a negative test also and that's the important thing that in my opinion people need to remember it's not a negative test when you come back two weeks later and test and it's negative or a week later and it's negative that's fine it's always going to be negative because if you was cheating you won't be cheating a week later when you know you're getting tested but when that first test has happened there's been elevated levels of human growth hormone and testosterone now it's 39 years of age I'm 41 my testosterone levels would be not unlike the way when I was 31 especially when I was 21 that's life that's normal that's natural unless he's some freak of nature then which he says he is then that's up to him and that's up for the people to decide it's not, it's not my place to say or or to um, sort of accuse him I've got my opinion on it and everyone else has got theirs on it people can believe what they like but you know what happens happens I've never seen anyone as, as strong or close he was very very strong um, efficient and he's a good fighter and that's, that's the hard part it's easy to take when you lose to a better man there's no problem with that Callum Stephen Liam myself any fighters that I know my friends who fight I've got no problem taking on the chin when you lose to a better fighter it's when there's other other issues in play that's when it gets a bit hard to swallow but the better man won on the night and stand. well I suppose we'll, we'll touch on it now um, you mentioned about the atypical fine and it's something that you can't really get uh, you, know, you, you know you can't get past it um, when that situation came in about December um, and, and, and you came aware of it how do you sort of assess that situation because as you said it is a grey area and you know it's you know it's not an adverse finding but you said there is still grey areas around it's not an adverse finding so how do you really get over that sort of situation again it's, it's not really for me is I'm, I'm not the one fighting it's for Callum so Callum, Callum's known that and Callum's still got in the ring there trying his best to win and thinking I'm going to beat him anyway and he was very confident going in there in his ability and his power and his strength and his chin very confident um, and the better man won on the night as you say but I think that's a question for Callum for us it's, it's different for his family it's different you know we want to protect him and make sure he's alright he's big brother he's my youngest brother and Natalie's a big brother you want to you want to look after him but that's, that's the same for Stephen and Liam also he's their kid brother as well and when you know you're getting in the ring with someone who's having a drug test being atypical never mind positive or adverse it was atypical that's enough for, for, for us to assume and that's enough for the boxing world to assume and the general public to assume because it's not a positive but it's not a negative so at the end of the day it is what it is it's for everyone else to make their minds up it's for Arthur to say have to, to convince people that he's not a cheat it's not for anyone else to say is it's for him to say that he's not and he's saying that he's not so we've all got to accept his word for it but whether you accept it or not is your business and your your prerogative and not his and do you feel like it's obviously it's heightened now with with so much recently coming out about adverse findings and drug tests and now when we never really heard of no, I, I can't really think of many atypical findings coming out public especially recently so do you feel like it sort of does create cause confusion and concern because it's something that we haven't really seen before I'm, I'm honestly sick to death of boxing and all these drug tests are pointless but absolutely pointless if you're having elevated levels or something and you have to go back and test a week later if you tell me I've got a drug test next week and I'm taking something I won't be on that next week I'll, I will have that out my system next week that's how the drug testers and the drug makers and the drug administrators are doing it and I remember in the line once from Kerry Kay he's a very respected man lovely fella good friend of mine 
And I asked him around and saying something along the lines of, how oh, are these cheating bastards getting away with it all the time? And he said, the drug makers will always be ahead of the drug testers. That's how they get away with it. The drug makers and the drug inventors will always be one step ahead of the drug testers. And that's it. So unless we start keeping these samples for 10 years, and, and or the results for 10 years, test for things retrospectively, they're always going to keep getting away with it, drug cheats. And that's it. And again, I'm not saying after the TBF directly is a drug cheat, but the people who are having these tests are always going to get away with it because of some loophole or some oh the levels were high but it wasn't enough if you've got it in your system even if your body produces it naturally you've got to look at the age of the, the, the fighter or the athletes you've got to look at the diet or the, the nutrition or everything else again I'm not a scientist so I don't know but Callum's wasn't atypical and the fighters on the undercard weren't atypical it wasn't a, there wasn't any cause for concern every other test they were all negative tests and the one after the fight for Callum will be negative and the one after, after the fight for Tavier should be negative but what's the point you doing them if when there is something there you just go back and test a week later that's my opinion on it i think the drug testing associations like vard and all the others that are severely underfunded they're not going to have the the means or the the funds or the finance or the the logistical sort of now to be able to test every fighter all the time but in my opinion that's what needs to happen you should be tested regularly either weekly either monthly especially randomly i had drug testers at my door when i was fighting six o'clock in the morning banging on the door with a clipboard and a, a lanyard on you can't eat open gotta come in and test you no problem mate come in make him a cup of tea and i know when i'm doing that i'm fine because i'm not taking anything but there's fighters now taking things and getting caught with positive tests and saying oh i didn't take it intentionally i've seen fighters banned for years by taking an over-the-counter supplement but they didn't mean to take because, uh, sorry, they didn't know anything bad was in it, but they just bought it over the counter and drank it, a pre-workout supplement, but it had something in it that showed up the same as ephedrine or the same as speed or something, and they're banned for years. But these fighters now at the moment, they're like, oh, I didn't intentionally take it, so that doesn't count, that's a load of shit. You're all responsible for what's in your body, that's what all of us are told, or every athlete, every fighter, that's what you're told, you're responsible for what's in your, in your body, so... Again, I just... I don't know what's going to happen with boxing, but boxing's in a bad place with drug testing. I've said that on other interviews, I'll say it on this one. Boxing's in a very bad place with, with drug testing, and it needs to sort itself out and sharpish. So with what you're saying there, is it sort of a more case of when it comes to sort of, you know, um, what's it, you know, sort of, um, I'm trying to think of the words, uh, when it comes to, when you say, say taking it accidentally, or so, yeah, account, so, not, so no accountability, but from more say, would you say it's like, no, there's no smoke without fire at the end of the day, you know, if you're, if you're sort of pushing the, 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 the certain supplements that there is sort of more an intention that you are sort of trying to bend the rules in a way. You, you said it and I agree with you, there's no smoke without fire, and that, that's the whole point that we're trying to get to, I think, you know, that's the whole point that, that boxing is trying to get to, but you see these idiots online and they're blind and they've never been involved in a fight or they've never been involved in anything to do with boxing on a, on a level apart from watching on the telly or getting to the odd fight here or there but they've never been near a ring they've never been sort of involved in, 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 in with a family member or a friend or a fighter that they manage or look after or represent or somebody they support in a fight if they were in there against somebody they assumed was taking drugs it'd be a different thing but they're like defending other fighters now saying oh they're clean like how do you know they're clean you don't know the clean when the people closest to them might not even know the clean you know what I mean it's like you can't just assume someone's clean because they live a good life on telly or on social media I've seen it time and again fighters on social media and they're putting every single workout on social media working hard grinding away where do you not think every other fighter does that they just don't post about it on social media there's fighters winning world titles
wrestlers and turning the balls off being champions and they're not putting the workouts on social media so people will, will assume that they're not working hard and there's fighters who, who are absolutely crap on every every single workout and thing they eat and every mouthful on, online and people think oh he's an animal like, no they're not they're just showing you everything you see what a fighter will show you and a fighter's never going to show you going to a clinic or going to a doctor or going to someone else to get a drip put in them with, with herbal remedies or, or, or natural sort of stuff that will make you feel better or vitamin B12 or B6 or whatever else you're not going to see that side of the game but they'll defend the fighter and say oh no he's clean he wouldn't do that he wouldn't do that you don't know him you don't know who they are that's, that's what I'm getting at I've sort of I've had enough of boxing in the sense that it's becoming its own worst enemy and I don't mean for the fights I mean for the drugs at the moment and that's the biggest thing in boxing at the minute what means fixing and sharpish I've said for years if you fail a test you should be banned for life because this is a fight it's not a race it's not you're going to run faster than me so that's it you could kill me in that ring if you're taking performance enhancing drugs or steroids or testosterone I don't agree with TUE's therapeutic use exemption I don't agree with it I know of four fighters who've been on drugs I know of four fighters who've had TUE's I know of four fighters who've been taking illegal drugs and on steroids I know that for a fact if you are over the age of 30 and you're not producing testosterone you can legally go and get a therapeutic use exemption from a doctor to put your levels back up to what you was when you were maybe 21, 22 years of age. That's cheating. There's a reason why it's a young man's sport and it is mainly because of that. They're producing more testosterone than you at 40. But you can go and get a letter off the doctor to get their levels back up to what they should have been when you were younger. That's cheating. That's, that's, it's not right in my opinion but people get away with it because of loopholes and laws and, and, and things and that's, that's where it gets confusion and, uh, confusing. Sorry and that's the confusion that it causes with boxing fans but more importantly with boxing people there's people in boxing who've been in boxing for 25 30 years who are still sort of blind to the fact that he's a cheat he's taking drugs she's doing this she's doing that and no one's sort of saying nothing about it because you've got no proof or you don't want to cross lines or get sued or accuse people but it's everywhere at the moment and the amount of tests and the amount of people that are being caught for, for drugs needs cutting down sharpish in my opinion it needs to be fixed quick definitely and um, moving on um just the last one from me um obviously can done an interview with sky at, at the end of the fight and you know there's obviously a lot of talk about what could be next for him um ideally when you look at it now i know it's very very soon but what do you think what do you think is next for callum what would you like for him you know we heard about sort of eddie eddie and frank talking about the 5v5 i'm sure that's something he'd be interested in um what do you think would be next for callum i don't know i think he's gonna have a little rest he's gonna need the rest he's had like sort of three camps in one for that fight and he's um, i think inevitably is in is an activity caught up with him through not being able to fight he should have got a fight after the last one was postponed but it didn't happen so he'll have that rest and he'll have a think but as i've said in other interviews he's his own man i don't know what he's going to do i don't know what, what decision he's going to make but it's entirely up to him whatever he does i'll back him 100 absolutely paul just want to say thank you for taking time to eat really really good to catch up with you i really enjoyed this chat mate and it's a uh, good mate top man mate thank you sports social podcast network step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.